welcome to Crossroads and Cauldrons. We are three witches with jobs, families, and busy lives just like you. We talk about weaving the web of community, practicing magic, and life in the Deep South. Hey, everybody. I'm Selena. I'm Luna. And I'm Aoife. And you're listening to Crossroads and Cauldrons. And today is September 30th, 2019. Our sun is in Libra, and we have a waxing moon in Scorpio. Ooh. Ooh, Scorpio. <laughs> yeah. So um, we have, I don't know. I don't know what this show's going to be like. Let's let's wing it and see what happens. Um, <laughs> you had the idea for this episode. I did, So yeah. tell us your inspiration for this idea. Where did that come from? Uh, I had lunch with some friends yesterday. And one of them knows that I'm a witch, obviously. And she looks at me and she goes, okay, what the hell's going on with this time of year? What's the deal? I said, what are you talking about? She said, well, she says, I'm, I'm, I'm letting go of a lot of things. Things are leaving. People are leaving. I'm letting go of people. I'm letting go of things. What's the deal? I said, well, you know, look outside. I said, the leaves are turning brown and they're falling. Nature's showing us how pretty it is or how beautiful it is to let things go. Yeah. I read that on Pinterest. But anyway, um, (laughs) (laughs) so she was like, okay, so that makes sense. I said, yeah. And we're we're going into what they call the season of death. We're not there yet, but we're on the way um, where the world kind of goes to sleep, you know, for a few months and then spring, blah, blah, blah. So she was like, okay, well, that makes a lot more sense. And then I was at lunch today with some friends. And my daughter was with me, and I made the comment that the veil has is thinning. It's thin, getting yeah. really thin, and you might start seeing things. I've been seeing some weird freaking shit around here. <laughs> but she looked at me, just dead stone face, and she went, so that's what's going on. I said, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we have a lot of things going on right now. We have letting go of things and, and um, you know, getting rid of what no longer serves. You can clean your house out, which I've been in the process of the last few weeks getting rid of things I haven't used in years and don't care to even bother to look at kind of stuff I got rid of my yearbooks from high school y'all I had two years of yearbooks and I'm like you know I graduated from high school 30 freaking years ago I think I might have looked at those books twice and I don't talk to any of those people anymore I'm tossing the suckers you know my kids don't want to look at that stuff anyway so Awesome. Yeah. So with so, that, we're talking about the season. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> kind of went on a roll there. It's okay. We're talking about um, we're talking about fall. We're talking about autumn. Um, right. This is my favorite season. I think it's a lot of people's favorite season, probably because it's the best one. <sighs> fight, fight <laughs> um, I think you're right, though. I think you have a point. When um, anytime there's a shift in the season, like the season seems to be a bigger shift. Like there's subtle shifts all mm. the time. Um, as as moons are changing and planets are moving around and all sorts of other energies are interacting. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of, it, it's never still, no. um, energetically speaking, it's kind of, uh, always cycling through different, different, um, things. That was very well said on my part. <laughs> I think, I think so. Um, but seasonal transitions are kind of a bigger, uh, feeling and and here I, I mentioned this before but we do kind of sync up in this part of the country mm-hmm. with um the wheel of the year pretty well right um gosh it started feeling like i saw i walked outside and i saw like my sweet gum tree had dropped one hundred thousand leaves right. 
two days before Maven, mm-hmm. you know, and it started having that crisp feeling in the air, you know, and the temperature started just drop, 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 dropping right on schedule, which is nice. I enjoy it when things, you know, do what I expect them to do. Right. Then we um, wake up on Monday morning and it's 90 degrees no, and no, the humidity you know, is 100%. But it wasn't 105 degrees. <laughs> That's true. So That's true. That was good. Um, but it affects us more so than just the you know the changes in it for the plant life and animals and mm-hmm. things like that um we feel it we feel this transition and i think um i think it really coincides with different aspects of our lives as well like when you're when you're thinking about seasonal transitions um or cycles you have to look at you have to kind of step out and look at the broader pattern as well mm-hmm. and look at um the seasons as that plays out in your lifespan as well so where does autumn fall on that lifespan, well, you know, obviously your springtime mm-hmm. would be your birth, your adolescence, your coming of age. Right. Um, your summer is your, your early youth, your reproductive years. Mm-hmm. You know, your, um, you know, my. I think I'm in my summer still. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't know. Maybe I am. I'm still there. I'm in, I'm in summer, but I'm transitioning into fall. Right. And. You know, so that part of your life, what's happening? You mm-hmm. know, what are you doing? Kids are growing up. Kids are growing up. Kids are leaving. Mm-hmm. You're, You're letting go find, of things. You're you having know? to find new areas in your life to keep you occupied if you don't have a career and right all that fun stuff. And hopefully you're you're looking inward more, you know. Mm-hmm. You're expressing those those inward expressions of, of your gifts rather than the product the productivity. The right. constant need to produce and, and nurture and grow and all of those things. Mm-hmm. And that's what's important about this time of year. Um, so when you were when you mentioned, you kind of like jumped ahead just a little bit, but Sorry. I want to talk about that. <laughs> no, you're not. It's fine. Um, we, we tend to be really out of sync because we're not an agrarian society. Like we are. We, we depend on agriculture to mm-hmm. survive. We just... Right. On the day-to-day, most people, if you're not in a farming community or if that's not your job, you're completely disconnected from that. Right. You have food available in the same amounts and whatever kinds of food you want all year long, you know. Mm-hmm. And rather than taking this time to sort of look within and, you know, live off of your your stores mm-hmm. and have less energy going out, you know, doing less, taking time to rest Mm -hmm. like the rest of the earth is doing. The animals are hibernating. The trees are, you know, they they go into sort of a stasis through Mm -hmm. the winter. Everything is at rest except our dumb asses. (laughs) This is our busy time, Yeah, you know, and and I think that's part of what feels so strange Mm -hmm. to me. This is my busiest time of the year. September is... September through March is my busiest time of the whole year. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm running a thousand miles a minute. And I feel like I'm sort of fighting against, you know, I feel like I'm up to my neck in mud, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, And and that's probably why, because this is the resting time. This is when I should be resting and, you know, settling in with my little cubs and, (laughs) and, and resting so that I can have a productive other half of the year. And mm-hmm. now that I think about it, that half of the year is not exactly 
quiet or I restful. I was gonna say. <laughs> so let's talk about that. Okay. Aoife, I want to hear your voice. Hi. 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 <laughs> talk to us. Girl, I don't even know what to say about that because I'm afraid of going off on some kind of rant that we're going to have to edit out anyway. Well, if we do, you know we do. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say. It's the fucking patriarchy. It's the patriarchy. It's the patriarchy keeping us down. <laughs> I do think capitalism plays a major part in it, though, just in the, in the way no. that we express it. Absolutely. It, it absolutely is. Because we culprit. seem to be so focused on our value and our worth seems to be focused on outward productivity. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? What can you do? What can you provide rather than recognizing internal work as productive? Mm -hmm. Right. And this grind, this grind culture that seems to be dominant right now is exacerbating everything. Keep going, 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 maximize your productivity Oh my gosh. Right. People are taking less and less vacations. They're staying at work. You you can't take a damn vacation. This glorification of busy, like every day people will say, How's your day? And I'm like, Busy, because I literally don't have time to answer your question right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But nobody, everybody's like, Oh wow, I don't know how you do it. And nobody's like, You're an idiot. You need to sit the fuck down, put some shit down. Very few people tell me that. And it makes me sad every time. I'm like, you should tell me to stop. Don't praise me for this garbage. This is because I'm a psycho. I'll start telling you to slow down. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm trying to. Or I hate when you do take time for yourself and people say, oh, must be nice. Oh, yeah. Don't you love that one? Shame you for self-care. Fuck that. Or they don't even give you the opportunity to take your self-care. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the idea of mental health days and the fact that it's a thing that's being recognized. It is. You know, that Finally. beyond your physical health, mm-hmm. you have other needs to be healthy. Right. You know? Um, so I'm glad that's a thing. I'm, of course, out of the, you know, nine to five <laughs> work. And now I'm into the, the 12 to 12 work life. Yeah. Um, but, man, oh, because everybody everybody does that. You just have to pretend that you have a, a different <laughs> physical ailment, right? Um, yeah, that's. I think that's the biggest problem for me with with fall and why we we suddenly feel this need to release and this sort of. Mm-hmm. It's almost like an overabundance of stress, right. you know. And and we really are harvesting what we have been sewing all you know all this growing season Mm -hmm. you know and now it's all here all these projects all these things all this stuff we've taken on right you know now what are we going to do with it it doesn't Mm -hmm. have a space in our lives we don't have room to we don't have the energy to function with all of the things we put on ourselves Mm -hmm. you know and i don't know why oh my god i don't know why i start (laughs) we start I start teaching classes at the same time as dance starts back and school starts back. And I homeschool, y'all. So pity me. Please <laughs> <laughs> send me baskets of muffins. I will eat them. <laughs> um, it's just too much. It's too much all it at is. one time. And my body is just like, fuck it. I'm done. <laughs> I took a day off this week from school. I was mm-hmm. just like, mm, 
can't deal with y'all today. And we played video games all day instead. Yeah. You needed the mental health day. I felt like a jackass, yeah. though. And yeah, you know what? but you needed the mental health day. Yeah, but I'm going to be making them do schoolwork this weekend. I wanted my weekend. <laughs> You're the teacher. You could still have your weekend. You would think so. But the guilt. Oh, it God. gets me. I know. It's you a problem. You let go of the guilt. All right. It's we're letting things go this season. Okay. So we're going to let, go let things guilt. go. Ooh. That's Letting a big go one. of guilt, though, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's not necessarily about guilt for things you have done, uh-huh. but for things that you, you haven't. haven't done, right? Yes. Or things that you don't do well enough. Okay. So we're oh, letting fuck. go of the guilt of the things that we haven't gotten done. I'm sorry. I've got a hundred bulbs sitting in a bag on my front porch mm. that I've got to get in the ground this week. I'm going, where am I going to oh, put these things? Girl, just throw them all in the same pot. Well, they got to go. <laughs> no way. I they got so. They got to go in the ground somewhere because if I don't get them in the ground, it's, they, they got to come up in the spring, that kind of thing. So Yeah. yeah. It's tough. You know, that's crone, crone issues. You're You're still in the... I don't know. I'm no longer. I'm no longer reproductive. Yeah, but you so. have little kids. Yeah, I know. It's a confusing it's still time. Maiden. I'm not a maiden. Maidens yeah, aren't are. reproductive. Those are the mothers. Oh, uh, mothers. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yes, mothers. Yes. But you know, I think that our our value goes beyond fertility. You know, as well. Uh, well I hope so. Absolutely. Huh? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I have never been fertile. Right. I've never had kids. I've never been pregnant. And I am still a viable person. <laughs> right. But are you? Of course you <laughs> are. In case anybody takes me seriously. That was sarcasm. That yes. was sarcasm. Well, you know, I me, I've, well, I had a hysterectomy six years ago, you know, yeah. and my kids are grown and are having kids of their own. And so, you know, I'm well into the crone stage at this point, And it's, well, I say I'm well into it. I really haven't been in it that long because I didn't acknowledge it, I don't think, until just just recently last year. Yeah. Embrace so I'm it. just I'm like, okay, you're old, just you know, deal with it. <laughs> well, I mean But you kinda you're this stage of my life is a lot different, you know, because mm-hmm. when I was a mother it was about the kids. All the time. All the kids, all the time. And not just mine, I mean neighbor kids mm-hmm. and Nieces and nephews and all that kind of stuff. So, and it's not even just about kids. You know, you yeah. you nurture everyone around you, right? And so, when you get to my point, you know, to my stage, the kids are gone. They're having yeah. kids of their own, which is awesome because <laughs> you can love and spoil them grandkids and go. Okay, here, go back to mommy and daddy. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah, and I can go back to working in my garden or Netflix or something. But the energy is so different, and that's one reason why I wanted to talk about this too. Mm-hmm. It's just the energy of this time in my life is so much different. I don't put up with as much as I used to. She sure don't, Joe. And, well, <laughs> even for myself, because that guilt thing you were talking mm-hmm. about, about the stuff that you didn't get done, you yeah. get to this age and you're just like, excuse my language, I'll just fuck it. <laughs> if it didn't get done, it didn't get done. Who the hell's going to know but me and my husband anyway? Right. And he doesn't care as much about it as I do, so it really doesn't matter that much. <laughs> So, but you know, it's just, I'm in, I'm in that autumn I'm looking forward stage. to that stage. I, you know, as much as I say that, cause I don't, I don't like the, especially in paganism, we get sort of wrapped up in this whole fertility cult image mm-hmm. and it's all, and, and you have to recognize that those are metaphors for internal things. It's mm-hmm. not literally sometimes it is literally but it's not literally about you know your physical fertility mm-hmm. you know those are 
they're metaphors. Anyway, so I get kind of irritable when, um, when everything, particularly for the women, because the men don't have the same focus. Right. They don't have that um, childbearer mm-hmm. focus, you know, father. They don't have that. They mm-hmm. go straight from, like, robust, vigorous to wise sage. And then the <laughs> women have this, this mother stage where we're just in a complete state of chaos forever. Um, <laughs> but so last year I had a hysterectomy. Right. And... Um, as much as I, like I said, as much as I say, you know, this, I don't follow a fertility cult that, that just kind of gets on my, gets on my nerves. Um, but at the same time, doing that, going through that process, you know, I'm 35 years old. Mm-hmm. So it was, I was still able to bear children if I wanted to. Right. And it was difficult. It was more difficult than I expected it to be mm-hmm. um, emotionally. To process, okay, this is it. Um, I mean, when you talk about release and letting Mm -hmm. go, because that's something that I struggled to have. My children did not come easily. Mm -hmm. I I had to, I was infertile. I had to go through all kinds of fertility treatments for years to get my children. And that was a struggle. Yeah. You know, that is, that is a difficult thing to experience. Um, and you do. Your value as a human sort of gets wrapped up in that shit. Yeah. And something you, you just touched on, though, it goes back to the guilt of things that you haven't gotten done. Yeah. But, I mean, yes, mm-hmm. yes. But I didn't really feel like – I didn't have a concept that women are supposed to bear children, you know, and that's their job. And if they don't do it, they're failures on some level. I I I needed to be able to do that for myself. Right. You know, and I was always – even growing up, I was the kid that was looking after all the other little kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always wanted to be a mother. That was my, that's all I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. I wanted to teach. I wanted to, you know, homeschool them. I mean, you know, you don't want to homeschool if you just, if you if you don't mm-hmm. want kids. Um, and then I couldn't. And it was just kind of like, of all the fucking people, why, why me? Why? Mm-hmm. Um, and so... After all the struggles that I had had, just getting to that point of having my children to make the decision to definitively never, ever have that option again Mm -hmm. and to move out of, you know, that that phase, that Mm -hmm. season of my life surgically, you know, by choice. Yeah. Um, It was difficult. Mm -hmm. It was difficult. And afterward... You it know, was by I choice, joked, but it was also necessary for your health. It was health necessary for you to have for my that health. too. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. But you know, I went through. I, I joked that I was a eunuch for quite a while because humor <laughs> is a defense mechanism right. for all Sagittarius people in the world. Um, but it was it was difficult to process that, mm-hmm. and that's that's so. When I think about the autumn season of my life, I don't think I'm fully there yet. But part of me is there. Yeah, part of me is in that world. You know. Mm-hmm. My body is not in the fertile, moving forward, growing season anymore. Right. You know, and it never will be. So I'm postmenopausal now. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of strange to reconcile that, you know, with my, the fact that I still have young children in my house, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's a strange intro into that for me. Right. You know? Um, 
and I'm sure there's lots of people that sort of have that same experience. My mother was young, and we were young when she had her hysterectomy as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I hope that by the time that I fully feel like I am in that that autumn season of my life, that there's not any sort of trauma that goes along with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. From from not being able to get to that point naturally. At or the same you- time, if you're considering hysterectomy, do it. <laughs> just, just do it. <laughs> Best surgery I ever had. Best. It's my favorite, my most favorite surgery. Ava, <laughs> what do you feel about it, babes? I mean, well, you said that you didn't, you've never been fertile, you didn't have kids, and. Nope. I never wanted kids. I, okay. So let's I get a different perspective. That, yeah. I never had that desire. I don't dislike kids. I've got 16 nieces and nephews, and I adore every single one of them, but I never wanted one of my own. I am four years menopausal. I did not have a hysterectomy. I had endometriosis and PCOS that shot me into early menopause, and I'm four years in. And as a woman who did not want to have children, when I got the confirmation from my doctor that I was fully in menopause, my response was, success! (laughs) I made it. You made it. That was my (laughs) fucking goal. Other women wanted to have kids and when they have their babies, you know, that's, they celebrate that. Well, I'm past the point where I can naturally have children. So, hey, goal reached. So I'm (laughs) celebrating it. You know, it does, it has its challenges physically. You know, your body does change significantly, but you know, some of it is a challenge and some of it's great. You know, that whole mental shift that Luna was talking about, of just letting go of the crap and just not caring so much about the little things anymore. Just mm-hmm. being able to say, you know what? That is so petty. Get that out of my face. is just great. <laughs> you don't hold on to things like that as much. Um, but, you know, cranky croneness <laughs> is also real. Um, I can relate we, we to have that. A, we have a little small group that we call ourselves the Cranky Crones. So shout out to the cr- Cranky Crones out there. Um, more power to us. I'm an honorary member thanks to surgery. You are. <laughs> you are an honorary member. And, so, and just general bitchiness. I think. General bitchiness. So yeah. So while while I am technically, physically in that crone stage, it's, it's different. I'm, I'm just going to put this out there it's different than eldering oh yeah absolutely Croning is not the same thing as eldering so just because someone is going through menopause either naturally or through surgery does not necessarily mean they get automatic status of elder in the community so right even if they i think um eldering traditionally happens um after your second Saturn return so it'll be around 60 years old right but again it's it's not necessarily about physical age it's Mm -hmm. about um maturity and contribution to the community that sort of thing so if you hear those if you hear an elder in the community uh that has a specific meaning uh within pagan and witchcraft circles well I turned 52 this year so that means in about eight years I'll be an elder well physically but will you be there mentally? Oh no, emotionally. Oh no, mentally, I can't guarantee anything at this point. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll, we'll check back in eight years and see. Uh, and see what there. happens. Yeah. But 
I don't know how we got off on that tangent, but I think that's part of it. I we think were talking about the seasons changing, yeah. yeah, seasons of life. And it happens in different ways. It you does. Know? Oh, man. And we don't really mm. have a lot. Uh, we're starting to have more um, recognition and celebration of that, at least in pagan and witchcraft communities. I see it all the time. Like, mm-hmm. it's the goal, right, to be the crone, you know? Um so that's nice, you know, because yeah. it's shift. It's a shift, mm-hmm. you know. Everything was made and centered for so long, right. as as our society tends to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we're seeing a shift. We are making a shift. That's good. Yeah. So by the time I get fully there, <laughs> it's gonna be like <laughs> you'll be good. The best. You'll be good. I mean, it's probably already the best. <laughs> I'm I'm struggling with letting letting things go. I mean, I can let, I can let, I'm a Sagittarius, so I can let people go and I can let situations go, but mm-hmm. um letting go of my expectations for myself mm-hmm. is tough. You know, and um so those little details I I still hang up on. Like yeah. I have a lot of perfectionism and I struggle with that. I and I expect more from myself than from other people. Mm-hmm. But sometimes my perfectionism splashes out onto other people mm-hmm. and and that can be a very um disharmonious situation. Yeah. I can be extremely difficult to deal with um when I'm stressed no. and my perfectionism <laughs> is up. You've seen it a time or two. I have a couple of times. Yeah. That's okay. I just but- want everything to be perfect. <laughs> Well, I'm going to tell you when oh, when shit. you get when you get older. Yes, ma'am. And I'm not I'm not ancient. I'm only 52. But I will say that since I made my 50s, mm-hmm. you will notice that slowly backing off. Your oh, perfectionism good. limit is like If I could just like, start now, that'd be great. You know, God, I should process I wish I that. I have done it back then, yeah. I used well, I'm cancer and so I'm all emotional anyway. Mm. And yeah, you know. Mm. And so, but my biggest thing has been letting go of anger. If I get pissy about something in particular or someone yeah. makes me angry, I will hold a grudge to the day I die. <laughs> but the older I've gotten, I'm just like, you know, Whatever. I ain't got time for this shit no more. Yeah. And you, you just, you really, why are you holding on to that stuff? And, and I'll talk to my, talk myself out of it. And I'm just like, you know, and it just ain't worth it. Yeah. And it's not. Now, if they really, really, Get under my skin and burn my ass, then (laughs) no, I'm not gonna do that. Um, I'll let them wallow in it, but you know, it just yeah, it's it's getting easier to make that transition the older I've gotten, and and it really is. I can understand why they they call them wise old crones because really, you get to that point in your life where you are a little bit wiser. God, I hope so. You've learned from from so much, so I'm looking forward to that. I have friends who didn't make make crone i have friends who some of them just got very far past motherhood so yeah Yeah. i've had i've lost a lot of friends to breast cancer and ovarian cancer and things like that um you know and just weird stuff but um i'm honored to be able to be the age that i am my father passed away when he was 51 he was two months shy of being 52 oh wow this year has been really hard on me because of that i was gonna say been really hard on me because of that so and i have far more wrong with me than he did so wrong with you <laughs> let's uh, unpack that shit physically <laughs> no we're not going into the emotional junk oh, <laughs> it's not that episode yeah or is it oh no. no all right so we've talked about seasonal changes we've talked about life seasons of life mm-hmm. transitions as well i think um one of the things that's so <sighs> captivating about 
fall and and this time of year is that it is one of those in-between times. You know, it's one of those liminal spaces um, where you're sort of, you're not in the summer, you're not yet in the winter, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And you can feel that. You can feel that that movement, that change, that transition, like any time you're in a, you're in a situation where you're in between mm-hmm. is an extremely magical time. You know, that's when you can really feel, you know, that walker between the worlds aspect mm-hmm. of, of being a witch, you know? Um, and that's why I love fall. I, you know, spring would be the same on the opposite side because mm-hmm. you're coming out of that winter. And in a way it is. It's not it, It's not as profound of an impact on me personally because it's getting fucking hot because um, I live in Mississippi. So it's hot. Yeah. Um, and I don't enjoy the heat. Um, but fall is different because the heat is going away. Yes, <laughs> we hope. It's going away. <laughs> um, it's already gone away. This week was much cooler than last week. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> my my son tracks the temperature every day like, really? in his little homework, and it's getting <laughs> overall lower. Anyway, but yeah, you know it's 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 a time for for that reflection. You yeah. know, you're not quite in that deep winter that that full hibernation. That's that full rest and mm-hmm. introspection. You know, you're not in that space yet. You're still, you know, metabolizing. You're still processing. Mm-hmm. You're still... You're moving you know, towards you're that, You're still though. moving, yeah. You're, pro- so, you're making arrangements and getting things ready to go into exactly. that type of hibernation. And then when you're in winter, you've been there for a while, and you're just like, God, is sun ever going to shine it's, again? And then when spring shows up, you're like, ta-da! <laughs> Let's get out and do the yard, you know? And, and I'm talking also internally. Yeah, that you too. Know? So so those are really good um, analogies for, for what's happening internally, no? Because you right. you are having to sort of do that release, that mm-hmm. unpack, that what is what do I need to bring with me into the winter? What is not going to serve? Mm-hmm. What's going to be a waste of my energy? Exactly. You know, that's not going to be as um, profound, you know, as, as it is in the growing times of the year, Mm -hmm. it's going, my energy is going to be less. My, um, the daylight is going to be less. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, you don't need to bring with you all of these other things that you have to sustain, you know, cause they're going to drain you. Mm -hmm. So what is not going to serve me through, through this, this time of, of introspection and this deep soul work that's coming. That's part of my favorite thing about, about winter, about this kind of time of the year is, you know, you really do that in a reflection, mm-hmm. even though I'm fucking busy as hell. It's, it's a strange mix. I, I'm working on aligning my calendar mm-hmm. with the seasons more, you know, next year. I don't want to be taking on a bunch of new projects right at this time of the year. Right. It stresses me out. Well, then you don't need to do it. Then I don't need to do it. Mm-mm. And put that on the to do. Uh, put that on my <laughs> list for next year. Do you do that, do Aoife? Do you overload yourself this time of year? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that as a yes. There has been major shifts in my life, huge letting go of things in my life, huge transitions. I wouldn't say that I've overloaded myself. Um, it's been a huge emotional overload of 
actively shifting things in my life. And change is wonderful and change is beautiful and change is fucking hard. And sometimes you go through it when you're going through change, especially when you know it's what you need to do. Because if you hang on to things that no longer serve you, it's going to start eating away at your life. It's going to eat away at your emotional state, at your mental state. It's just, it's just going to seep into everything. So you've got to let it go. And sometimes it has to be a hard break. And yes, it's not an easy thing to do, but sometimes it's necessary. And that's what I'm going through right now. And, um, big shout out to my bestie, Selena, for putting up with my moody ass this past month. I will take that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. She's been so um, moody, you guys. Well, she's so moody. Through a big transition. She's going through a lot. And I'm here for her. Going on, yeah. Yes. And I so, like so she's there having is to rearrange lot, her life. Yeah. So there is a lot going on. Um, but it's a lot in terms of the transition right now. Mm-hmm. Things definitely you know, aligned with so, this with this season for me. Yeah. That it's interesting that something you said kind of sparked a thought in my brain. Um, also, I I am totally here for you, girl, because you put up with me when I'm crazy, and that happens a lot. So, <laughs> but you said that if you if you hold on to things that are not serving, what? How did you say that? You said something about sometimes there needs to be a hard break. Yeah, yeah? otherwise something it seeps like into other areas of your life. You know, it'll yes. start affecting you mentally, emotionally, energetically, every possible, across, and it, yeah, and it probably already was it was probably already draining you in those ways oh yeah but that's that's exactly that's a good point because it's gonna find a way to go it just may or may not take you with it and I've had this whole year I wonder I want to look now at the I want to step another step back so we looked at a lifetime seasons I want to look at you know sort of this century maybe Mm -hmm. where are we in this century you know we should be in what spring yeah it's the 20s early part of it yeah 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 but I want to really like look back and see because it doesn't feel like that this year in particular feels like the autumn part of some sort of pattern because this whole year has been one thing after another that has been not serving Mm -hmm. you know and not just for me but yes for me but uh, for a lot of people that I know there's been huge just like breaks relationships breaks um Mm -hmm. you know jobs um families just all sorts of things that people are just cutting away from Mm -hmm. um but not necessarily by choice it it seems to be a lot of things that people are holding on to and trying to make work and trying to figure out how to process it and make it make it fit so you can just sort of still keep it and then eventually that heartbreak has to happen Mm -hmm. and it doesn't necessarily happen in the way you want it to or in the most harmonious way um but it's happening and and it's been a lot of that this year have you guys noticed that Mm -hmm. as well oh yeah it's been crazy Mm -hmm. so I wonder if we're not in sort of a fall season just for this whole year because it's been playing out Mm -hmm. and 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 right now I will say as far as within the theme of the year it's sort of a collecting I'm in, I'm in a collecting space right now. I feel like there's definitely been the harvesting 
time. Right. And I feel like it's sort of a growing or or a preparing for growth mm-hmm. phase for me. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of changes going on on just about every level you can imagine. Change, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like have, everything's transitioning. I have my hypothesis. I want to hear it. Yes, what is it? I oh, think are we going to go I where you think we're going to go? Maybe. Let's let's maybe don't. <laughs> let's see where you go and then we'll okay. we'll see if we keep it. <laughs> well, for those of us who work with the energies of the universe and the energies of nature, those mm-hmm. of us who try to tap into this beautiful, gorgeous planet that we live on, mm, this, yes. pla- this planet has reached a tipping point mm-hmm. of change, of climate yep. change, yep. and the planet is screaming out, something's got to change. Something's got to give. Yeah, And I think that that's feeding into every aspect of our lives because we are so tied to this planet there is no planet B. Exactly. There's not a planet B. There's not an escape route. There's not, right. you know, there's there's not a, a backup plan. And you're absolutely right. Even if we are disconnected from, you know, we're we're not necessarily an agrarian society anymore. We still eat from everything we eat comes from the land. Mm-hmm. You know, every we every piece of air that we breathe. Piece, does air come in pieces? You know what? It sure, does. why not? Um, for this show, for this show, it's of pieces of air. Um, <laughs> but no, like we breathe the same air. You know, we we are one hundred percent dependent on our planet, mm-hmm. and we're also killing it um, super hardcore. And you're right. So those of us that are sort of in tune with those energies are likely feeling that impact as well. Probably everyone's feeling that impact. They just may not be aware. Everyone of it. is. They may not acknowledge it. They may not know what it is, but they're feeling changes too. Like things are happening on greater scales and much faster than it has in the past. And I think that is the planet reaching out to us saying, hey, yeah. help us out. Like help a sister out here. You know, and, and, for people who are healers of the planet and healers and in general, like this is part of our job, guys. You know, this is yeah. part of the work that we're supposed to do. We're a we're an intermediary between, you know, the other worlds and this world. Mm-hmm. And it's our job to take care of this planet. Even I, I would think the on us is even more so yeah. for people that follow our, you know, land-based religions and practices. Mm-hmm. So I want to hear, like, I, I want to see that shift. I, I, I want to know what we can do. Look, we don't even have recycling in Mississippi. Like, we had one recycling plant. I don't even know if they're still in operation. Are they operating? Are Just they? the okay. one? Yeah, but they don't pick up. We don't have any Mm-mm. sort of mandatory anything. Mm-mm. And uh, we, we got to do some stuff. Now all the guilt. Here it is. <laughs> I feel it. But seriously, we've got to really just completely change our society, and it's gonna hurt, but it needs we're to in, happen. I think we're in that shift. I think we are. Like she said, sometimes you have to let things go, and it kind of smacks you in the face when you let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm sorry. In my head, I had the picture of this water skier just, you know, going on along <laughs> and hanging on to the rope, and the skis are perfect. And then all of a sudden, he loses one and it just loses the down. other, and he's face planted, <laughs> and he's hanging on to that rope for dear life, and he's drowning. All he has to do is let go of the damn rope, right? So that's the analogy that keeps running through my head is that that skier face planting, <laughs> and it, all he has to do to make it better is just to let go. That's it, exactly that's, how it feels. It's exactly how it feels. So, yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's a neat analogy. Be in my head every time. Like, are you holding on to something that's literally killing you? Well, that's a great. Yeah, or... I mean, if you think about it, it's quit smoking, eat right, exercise, blah blah. I hate all that crap. But, you know, <laughs> it's just like I know this. Don't tell me anymore. You know, but uh, you do the best that you can. Yeah, with what you got. You know what? So. Along the lines of uh, the planet being in in dire straits Mm -hmm. this planet has a delightful way of um releasing what does not serve um so i feel like if we don't get our crap together soon Mm -hmm. super soon like now um we're gonna have a huge plague or a massive war or one of those things that reduces the human population because we're the problem you know, I mean, that's what's going to happen. The planet's not going to, the planet's not going anywhere. It's us. It's Mm -hmm. not going to be sustainable for us if we continue. And I'm pretty sure it will just boot us off. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Did you hear this ominous lightning in the background over here? Yeah, I heard something a minute ago. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. The gods agree with you, Eva. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you know, as as we're talking about releasing and getting prepared for the next the next part, because this is a transition of time, it, it's you know it's preparing us for the next step. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the next step would be that that death tide. You know that that time of the year of of really oh. decomposing and oh oh that was close. We got a scary a scary crack of lightning over there. Are you good? I'm good. Sorry. Are you scared? It was right near my house. Yeah, I heard that. And I've got this earbud in my ear and I'm afraid. I'll be I'll be fine. You're gonna be okay. I'll be okay. <laughs> You're gonna be okay. You'll be okay. <laughs> Just don't sit by the window. So, um <laughs> so and getting prepared for that, um, we have to remember too that what we're releasing isn't just disappearing and going off you know it it's it's actually fertilizing our growth you know it's breaking down and we're taking the nutrients from that into the next phase of growth you know what i mean so it's it's not just you know it doesn't just make us feel better to let go of things but that's a part of the cycle those things have to break down to feed us to move forward mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. we have to do that part of the process constantly you know, you're never going to get to a time where you're like, I've let go of everything that does not serve. And now I'm in a constant state of growth. It's mm, <laughs> never going to happen. Nope. You're going to be cycling and continuing mm-hmm. to break down and let go and find new things that do serve for now. And you're going to let go of things that maybe you love now. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of that last year, letting yeah. go of things that I love to do that were taking up so much of my time mm-hmm. and and stressing me out that I couldn't focus on other things that I love to do that I was developing mm-hmm. you know so it's it's a process it's not going to end it's a cycle right so I, I love it when people are sort of surprised they're like I thought I totally processed that really 
really <laughs> thought you totally pro- No, you're going to continue to process things on a different level. And it may be the same shit that mm-hmm. you're processing in a different way. Because everything moves on a wheel, it's going to come back around. Exactly. It's a cycle. And don't yeah. let that scare you. And you're you. going to change. <laughs> you're going to change along mm-hmm. with it. So when mm-hmm. it does come back around. Your perspective is different. Your perspective is different. You could respect it more. You mm-hmm. could walk away. You know, there's just a lot of different ways that that could work. But it's yeah. going to come back around. I know. You're right. And you're going to learn from it. So how do we how do we release? What do we do? Anybody? I mean, we talk about it. We talk about letting go. Well, how do you do that? I mean, it sounds easy, but it's really not, especially if you're talking about um, bad relationships or Mm -hmm. unhealthy relationships or just relationships that just aren't doing anything for you at this point. Maybe, you know, you've just sort of grown apart, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's okay. But you just sort of hang on. I blame Facebook for a lot of this. <laughs> we just sort of hang on f- to um, to people from different parts of our lives that served a purpose and right. don't anymore. Mm-hmm. I was looking back at Facebook at a, a friend from, she was like one of my very closest friends for years, yeah. years and years. And we worked together and, you know, we talked about everything. Like she knows stuff about me that I hope she doesn't share with anyone. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we just... We, I, I didn't, I don't work there anymore. And so we don't really move in the same circles mm-hmm. anymore. Right. And, you know, I love her dearly and I wonder what's going on in her life. And, you know, I see her kids sometimes. I see her pop up on Facebook. But it's just kind of like we're not, we don't play a role in each other's lives anymore. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just kind of like, I should reach out to her and, and talk to her and see what's going on. And then I was like, why? <laughs> why? You don't. You're uh, from her past, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have anything to offer her right now. Right. And she probably doesn't have anything to offer you right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so I didn't. I didn't reach out. And maybe I will later. I don't know. But that's kind of part of it is just sort of accepting those shifts. Right. I certainly don't feel the need to call people from high school that were my best friends in high school, you know. Right. Um, at all, dear God. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, we, we sort of, we forget we forget how to health, healthily release people, especially relationships are the hardest thing to release. Mm-hmm. And jobs and expectations of sort of ourselves and careers. My career path has completely changed. <laughs> I was going to be an actress, y'all. I was an actress for mm-hmm. many years. Um, but that was my entire goal growing up. Right. You know, that that was my career. That was it. That's mm-hmm. what I studied. I worked it for 20 years and now I teach witchcraft. <laughs> so well, that I'd call that a shift. It's a shift. That's it's a, a shift, shift, right? Yeah. Um, but my work is infinitely more fulfilling now. Right. Um, but you know, that sort of is a whole change in my identity as well. In a, in a way. Well, you changed jobs. I did. I quit working at the theater. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's difficult it sometimes. It's very hard. When you're talking about changing jobs and changing careers, it's not just that one thing. It affects everything. It's like a domino effect. How much money are you making? Yeah. How are the bills going to get paid? Where are we going to live? Yeah. How am I going to pay my car note? That's a big one with me when I changed my job. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, how do I pay my insurance? Blah, blah, blah. How do we eat? You know, that kind of thing. Um. How am I going to pay my bills without my medical bills without insurance? That was oh, a yeah. big one, and that's I think that's a lot of reasons why people stay with jobs that they have. If they have that benefit, it yeah. doesn't matter what they pay them. If they've got insurance, it's worth its weight in gold, and it really is this day these days. But um, 
Yeah, so it it is it is a big shift. I mean, you went from working in the theater and and acting and all of that kind of stuff, and you became a full time teacher. <laughs> you're a teacher of not just children, your own yeah. children, but you're a teacher of a grown adults. That's as well, <laughs> you know, baby witches and yeah, and even adult witches, you know, or adolescent witches. So <laughs> you're you're still a teacher, but you just took it all all on at one at time. At a different so time, that was a yeah. huge shift for you. But it that's was. where you're supposed to be. Yeah, and I feel that, and mm-hmm. it, but it was really hard to let go. It was hard for me, and it and it dragged out for years. Mm-hmm. You know, I held on to that because I was like, I can do both. I can be everything. It's fine. And yeah, I was that guy on the damn <laughs> <laughs> skis. Um, let go of the damn rope. God, it was so hard. But just like Eva pointed out circumstances created uh, a fucking universe. You know what? I see it now. Damn it. Yep. Created a situation that I could not continue to work there. Right. You know, so instead of listening to my guides and listening to, you know, what was the transition that was happening that I was encouraging and that Mm -hmm. needed to happen and and I had to let that go in order to embrace this new aspect of my life. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, the universe will provide a way, right. you know. Um, Can I mention yeah. Christopher Penzak? I mean, I like Christopher Penzak. Go ahead. Well, you know how his life transitioned. He oh, was a yeah. big Hollywood mogul. Oh, no, he was a he was or, a rock musician. He that's was, what it he was. He went to music Sorry, school. Sorry, Christopher. He was a big <laughs> rock musician. Yeah. And he said he was, you know, he made a promise that he was going to start teaching. Yeah. And then when the universe came to him, he says, well, why aren't you teaching? He says, well, I'll do it when I have time. Oh, the yeah. The universe made time. Oh, yeah. And then he, he lost, like, lost his job. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of the same. It's kind of similar. I didn't lose my job, but I was forced to make a, a, a decision. Make a decision. Yeah. Yeah. So those sorts of things will present themselves. So my advice to everyone is to <laughs> journal, journal, meditate, examine, <laughs> examine your situation. You had a you had a situation pretty similar here recently, Eva. Yeah, with employment as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't. We can cut this right out <laughs> if you want. Um, <laughs> She's like, you gonna go? You gonna go? Make I mean, me go there. I, I can. We can cut this out. But you know, it had been a growing problem, mm-hmm. and then there came a point where you were like, I can't take anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you know, you inadvertently got exactly what you wished for. Our sound guy went through a similar thing. Like, yep. Yep. been complaining about his damn job for, fuck, 10 years? <laughs> How long? Many years. And then, you know, there came a point where it was just like, I have no more choices here. You know. So we, we make your choices before that point arises. We started out this whole segment saying, how how do you let go? And oh, yeah, I the forgot. First thing, <laughs> the first thing that you have to do, the first step in letting go, and in my experience, it's the hardest step. It's recognizing what you need to let go. Because oftentimes, we think that we're being strong. I'm going to tough it out. Right. <sighs> yeah. This is a yes. challenge. Mm-hmm. The, the universe is challenging me and I'm going to rise to the occasion and I'm going to come out the triumphant warrior. Yes. And the universe oh is gosh. going, no, dummy. No. Mm-hmm. Walk away. <laughs> Let go and of the damn rope. <laughs> and you're just sitting there like in your ego, like, yeah, I'm going to be mm-hmm. the <laughs> champion here. And it, But it's hard to recognize sometimes because challenges for you to overcome and 
obstacles that are trying to bar your way from going down a path that's not beneficial to you look remarkably alike. And it's hard to discern which is the challenge for your growth and which is, oh, I've got to let this go for my growth. And I have a, I have a, a way to recognize whenever you're finished. Go ahead. Well, I done? think that one of the ways to recognize is by journaling and looking for the mm. patterns. And I'm just going to say this. I don't know if y'all know this or not, but journaling is sexy. Oh, it is. You're so right. get on that. Um, journaling will definitely help because it'll help you to, to see those patterns, But once you can recognize what needs to let go, then you have to have that leap of faith. You have to have that moment of courage to say, I'm going to let go. And when I let go, it it happened on August 30th. (laughs) And when I tell you, I felt like I was free falling and not in a delightful, adventurous way. It was terrifying, but I knew Mm -hmm. that I had to do it. Absolutely. And, and that, that feeling of free falling is exactly sort of how I felt as well. Cause yeah. it, it, that had been part of my life and part of my identity. You know, I identified with that. What am I, you know, I am an actress, I'm a crew person, I'm, you know, a theater person. And then I, I wasn't doing that anymore. And it's like, not only is my job, am I not going to the theater every day, but I'm, am I a theater person anymore? Like, does that change who I am? So you get sort of wrapped up in these roles. And like you said, sometimes the challenge and the, and the thing that's bringing you down feels similar because it's hard, you know, it's hard and it's exhausting. Um, I will say that the difference for me is whether the one that's a challenge will feed you. The one that's a challenge, when you accomplish part of it, you complete part of it, it feeds you, it fills you, it stretches you, it expands you, and you grow. And that is how you'll know the difference. You'll look back later and say, I'm different now. Mm -hmm. I'm stronger now because I did these things, because I did something that scared me, Mm -hmm. you know, and exhausted me and stressed me. But... For the other, it feels like a weight hanging off of you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like you're reaching up, you know, and struggling to pull yourself forward. It feels like something is dragging you down. And that's the difference. It becomes a, oh, I have to do this again. Or, you know, it, it feels energetically different. Mm-hmm. And that's that's one of the ways you can recognize. And it does take a while, but that is absolutely the first step. The first step to letting go is recognizing what the hell it is that's weighing you down, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And that's hard, especially when it's people, mm-hmm. especially when it's people because they're active. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so that would be the first step. The second step is taking taking, once you've recognized what needs to go, you've got to take some sort of action, you know? Yep. <sighs> and sometimes that That's can be tough. harder than yeah, like recognizing you what you need to do. Well, because sometimes things are so interrelated. Like mm-hmm. with a job, you've got all of these other it things that everything. rely on that job. So maybe you need to find a different job before you can let that one go. Mm-hmm. But you can make a plan. 
Yeah. You know, with a relationship, you know, a lot of times you've got a lot of similar friends and things like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you've got to look at how is this, if I release this, you know, how is this going to affect my other relationships, you Mm -hmm. know? So it's not as simple as it sounds. You can't just necessarily Marie Kondo everything. No. You know, does this bring me joy? No. Well, I think there's kind of a missing side of that. There is. (laughs) Not everything that grows you brings you joy. Right. Um, But it's difficult. It's difficult. And, And, you know, give yourself the time to, you know, really think about the process. Think about what, what you hope to achieve, what how your life is going to look after you've released this, and what is the smoothest path to that. And, you know, use your witchcraft, you know. You're mm-hmm. a witch. Use use your magic to help ease those transition times. Right. Um, but, yeah, if you, if you just don't, <laughs> eventually mm-hmm. it's going to do it for you. It's going to do it for you. And it's yeah. going to be like a rubber band that breaks. Mm-hmm. It's going to... It's gonna snap back and pop the living shit pop out the of living you. shit out of you, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So it can be it can be painful and difficult to yeah. process if you're not prepared for it. So during these times, during these liminal times, this autumn, you know, this time of release, this is the work that we should be doing. Yeah, you know, I say should in like finger quotes. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you how to live your life. You do you, but. <laughs> it is a great time for this type of work. Is that better? That sounds better. Let's that let's sounds do that. Better. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's a time to evaluate, you know, mm-hmm. what what is pulling you down? What's draining you? What's stressing you out? I mean, mine's my kids. I can't. <laughs> That's why I'm trapped there. No. Um, and then as we move into the winter, that's when we'll be breaking those things down, you know? Right. I have on my list under how to release um, fucking resting. God. Spelled with an H, God. and it's all in capital letters. <laughs> Um, I don't know what that means. I've heard people talk about it. I encourage other people to do it. But I don't really know how. How do you rest? Explain it to me. Cause how do, how do a, I rest? Yeah, just tell me. What do you do to rest? What do you do to rejuvenate yourself? It's kind of like anything. It's just like letting go. Um, rest if you need it. So if you don't take that rest, if you don't relax, uh, take time to ground, center, rejuvenate, make a plan, or just binge watch Netflix. I mean, sometimes you just got to yeah, uh, and just zone out um, for a little while. Eventually, your body's just going to say, well, if you're not going to take the vacation, we're going to make it, uh, you know, available for you, which you can, you know, emotionally, um, mentally, physically. One of those three or all are going to happen to make you sit on your ass and not do anything. Um, you know, people, people have illnesses strike oh, at the weirdest times, especially in the wintertime. Um, people get really bad colds and respiratory illnesses and things like that where they have to stay home. Mm-hmm. They have to stay inside, which is my point. If you don't rest your body and your mind and your soul, it's going to do it for you eventually. You're so right. And you say this word, rest. Rest. Over and over. And okay, define rest. Be- yeah. <laughs> I mean. Rest but- is anything, you, your your day is busy. You say, yeah. how, how's you, how are you doing? I'm, I'm busy. I have no time for anything. Well, why don't you? You have the same amount of hours in every day. I know. You sleep, you know, at least, well, 
Average, you're supposed to get eight hours, but most of us get about four or five. Four or five. Yeah. But, you know, you, you block off that time for sleep. You got to eat sometime. You got to take a shower sometime. I mean, break it down. How many hours free do you really have in a day? And then take all those things that are filling your time mm-hmm. and prioritize those things. There are things that don't need to be done. The kitchen does not need to be clean. Ooh. The laundry does not have to be done that day. Okay. If you can start car- <laughs> compart see if I can say compartmentalize. This Thank you. Compartmentalize <laughs> um the things that you do that fill your day, you'll be able to start finding a little bit more time. You know, I think that, rest looks different to everybody. And you need to bring that that time to you so that you can just not do all of that. Don't don't push yourself to the point of exhaustion is what I'm saying. You need to take time during your day to actually enjoy your day. Damn. You know, it all sounds good. Uh, my <laughs> problem is I've spent the last many years uh, <laughs> getting my schedule so full yeah. that there's literally not any time. Like, I, I haven't eaten today. Uh, <laughs> I did grab, like, a handful of trail mix and some... Some string cheese on my way over here, and it's well, that's seven o'clock that's at night, not a bad right? Thing. But the whole day, I'm functioning with no food, so <laughs> that's dumb. First of all, um, but every time I try to sit down and relax, mm-hmm. I can't relax. Like I've got to check things off my list. That is relaxing to me. When do you journal? Uh, at nighttime. Is that restful to you? Sometimes. I mean, it is. Okay, so that is that is restful. That is. But I feel like I'm going through my day again, and uh, and uh, it's like a purging more so. But it's restful. But, uh, yeah. But, so okay. that, yes. What about meditation? Oh, well, that I do in the mornings. That Okay, that so that counts. To it me, does? it still feels like work. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I can't. My husband can sit and point himself at the TV, and then I guess he relaxes himself that way. He I can't. Out. Mm-hmm. Because then my mind starts going in a hundred different directions. And you got to do this. And I've got to do this something. And this. Yeah, I, I rest remember. when I'm making something or moving. Right, <laughs> which is bizarre. Well, you got to remember, I I was a stay home mom too. Yeah, and I homeschooled my kids. Yeah, so completely know where you you're get at. It. My rest for me is sitting in front of the TV watching Netflix or movie or whatever and crocheting. Yeah, my hands have to be doing I something. Be mm-hmm. If my hands aren't doing something, I'm not going to pay attention to what I'm what I'm watching. No, because those lists start up in my brain. Mm-hmm. So remember that. Get remember that to make rest your hand, get looks your hands different. Busy. Mm-hmm. Rest looks different for different people. It does. I'm never still. I cannot. I, I can't just like sit. And even when I'm in the bathtub, mm-hmm. I bring work with me, books mm-hmm. I'm reading, or you know, lists that I'm working mm-hmm. on. I feel calmer mm-hmm. when I have something to do. Right. You know. So remember that, you know, that everybody everybody processes energy mm-hmm. in different ways. Yeah. And I, I get, when, I get I'll anxious. Work, I'll work in the garden till I'm to the point of exhaustion. But it rests you. But it's it mentally, you. mentally and emotionally restful to me because I'm concentrating on that. Right. I'm not concentrating on all the noise and that I got to do this and do that, the to-do list and the bills and all of that crap. Mm. I'm not paying attention to that. Because it, me- it zones that out. It does. I'm, my, I'm in the zone of preparing the earth, planting the seeds, pulling the weeds. Weeds pulling is fantastic meditation, by the way. If you've never tried it, give it a shot. It's a lot of fun. I've got a garden. You can come meditate. Okay. <laughs> I need to do that. It's on my list. Damn it. <laughs> at the at the bottom. What about you, Efo? What do you do to rest? Sleep. 
to like rejuvenate. You sleep? Have a That's awesome. sleep. That's okay. I love to sleep. Sleeping sounds great. I like to nap during the day. I just don't get to, but I like it. I like the idea of it. I don't, I I don't have a lot cat. of naps, but I, I do get like my full night's sleep. It's very rare. That's awesome. It's very rare that I don't. So I like. Eight hours makes a difference. It, it does. It really does. I love. She does go to bed early. <laughs> I'm uh, my my husband insists we go to bed early at least by eight thirty at the latest. Even if we don't go goodness. to sleep, we're in bed. Oh, relaxing, talking, or looking at our phones. We're really yeah. bad. I'm bad about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but at about nine o'clock, lights out. Between nine wow. and thirty, lights yeah. out. Yeah. Heck yeah. On on an average day. I don't get to bed till one o'clock. I've got some real problems in my life. You that really I do. Out. You got to prioritize some stuff, girl. Well, that's uh, the only time that the kids are in bed and it's fucking quiet. I got you. You know, mm, I remember. And they those get days. up like forty times, so they're up and down until eleven. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm ready to be out of this. Okay, wait. Let me <laughs> get. Hold on. I'm not ready to be out of the mother phase. I will happily be in the mother phase until my children are fully grown. <sighs> I take it back. <laughs> I like sleep and I like I do like physical activity and lately I've been roller skating a lot. Oh fun. Yeah. So those are those are ways to 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 rest. Yeah. To mm-hmm. to let your mind move away from things that are stressful. Yes. Awesome. All right. So I think that we have probably does it you guys have anything else you want to say about um fall or autumn in particular before we go on? I have a listener question. So before we do that. I have else? I have a uh, just just a comment on something we were talking mm-hmm. about. Um the liminal times, which are oh, yeah. the in between, the transitional times from one to the other. Um but you had made the comment that um changes we needed to make changes to the earth and mm. and things like that, and we needed to hurry up and get them done. Well, you know, we are making changes. Mm-hmm. Um, the good stuff is not necessarily outweighing the bad stuff, but we are making changes. I mean, even the national news, uh, I think it was last week, Al Roker on the Today Show <laughs> uh, went to Antarctica, mm-hmm. and they were showing how the polar ice caps are melting and what that kind of effect that's going to have on us and things like that. So the, it, they're bringing attention to it. Oh, yeah. they, they are bringing attention. Um, and things are, are, are being done in small ways. Yeah. Um, we're just not doing it to the scale that it needs to be done. The thing is, when we do it to the scale that it needs to be done, mm, our too light. society is going to have a complete overhaul. We and cannot, maybe that's what we need. It is exactly what we need. Mm-hmm. We cannot continue to function and like, at our consumption rate right now. And just like we've been discussing through this whole podcast. Oh, it's fucking unsustainable. Damn. There it is. Yep. You're a wise woman. Nah. <laughs> wise with wisdom you are. No. <laughs> no, I just don't but have kids running right. around. I don't have time to think about shit. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait. Maybe I'll think great thoughts. Listener question. So the um the question that I have, I'm not gonna read the exact question, uh, but it was about dealing with passive aggression. And then the listener attached she sent this in a private message. So I'm not gonna, you know, give names or anything. Right. But she attached a meme that had been shared by I'm assuming a family member because they had the same last name mm-hmm. and they tagged her in it and it was basically saying girl you need Jesus 
And her question was, how do you deal with passive aggressiveness? Oh, man. <laughs> Let me get out my soapbox. Because <laughs> I am so sick of passive aggressive bullshit, mm -hmm. especially here in the South. Why do we do this? Why do we bless your heart and hate you behind your back? Why? Why is this part of our culture? I am so focused on creating a culture of active communication down here. <laughs> uh, um, so this happens to me all the time. Mm -hmm. It probably happens to all of us all the time. Yeah. Um, my in-laws in particular, um, and they if they listen to the show, they've stopped now. This this actually happened to me last week. Um are constantly, constantly finding little ways to, <laughs> to basically say that uh, I'm I'm definitely going to hell in case I forgot, and uh, my children are also going to hell, and that's my fault, and I need Jesus, like all the time. It happens all the time. So um, one of the ways that. I deal with it and have dealt with it over the years because it especially bothers me where my children are concerned. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I want them to be able to visit you. I want them to have a relationship with you, but you are not going to push your religion on my children. Mm -mm. No, it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to push my religion on your children. Right. So let's don't play this game. Um, but it happens. They get, oh my God. They knew from the beginning how um, my husband and myself intended to raise our children. Mm -hmm. And we were very clear in that and we communicated that. And I think that's important that you that you communicate to your family, hey, this is where I'm at. I don't appreciate this type of behavior. Mm -hmm. You know, and how they respond to that is really not your problem. No. Nope. You know. It's in their court at that point. Exactly. You can express your boundaries politely nicely, compassionately, but express those boundaries. Mm -hmm. And if those boundaries are crossed, that is when you remind them, this is a boundary and you crossed it and here's why. Mm -hmm. You know, and they are 100% never going to understand. They no. just, they can't because they truly believe that, um, that you've been led astray, mm -hmm. you know, um, that you are possessed. Like I've heard the craziest stuff about myself, like, um, my husband, apparently I got him because I put a spell on him. No, no. If I put a spell on him, he would clean more. Let's, let's <laughs> right. get, let's focus. Um, but this happens a lot. He was crying over that. I mean, it's true. Um, so when it happens on Facebook, this is such a, oh man. When you talk about passive aggressive, this is it because they do it in a public way so mm -hmm. that if you, have a response that they don't like, then you're the crazy person. Mm -hmm. um, so what I do when I'm tagged in crazy shit like that is I untag myself, mm -hmm. you know, and I will private message the person and say, please don't tag me in religious posts, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and sometimes they get really angry and I just don't engage in those I don't, I don't engage in those kinds, kinds of conversations. Mm -hmm. Sometimes um, they will sort of make excuses or use the opportunity to try to witness. Um, just don't, just disengage. Just set, set in your mind before you begin the conversation what your boundaries are. 
And if your boundaries are, I will not be witness to, then that's your boundary. Mm -hmm. And if they start that, then just say, hey, I know all about your religion. I didn't ask you for this information. I'm Mm -hmm. telling you, don't tag me in religious posts and let that be the end of it. And if they continue, then you may have to block them or whatever. Mm -hmm. But there's no point in trying to convince them of your perspective. It's not going to happen. They Mm -hmm. cannot hold that. They, They have a fixed mindset. They, they are unable, if they're doing this, then they are not in a place where they are able to, um, understand what you're saying. They they can't understand. They cannot hold two truths to be equally true at the same time. They Mm -hmm. cannot. Um, and that's sad, but it's true. Um, (laughs) my, uh, my in-laws have, have taken to if I mention anything that sounds pagany, they get real quiet. <laughs> so if I make a comment, um oh gosh, about um the gods or anything, I'll just be like, thank the gods. <laughs> I do this on purpose. Um because they all get silent. Right. Like like I've just said a horrible swear or something. And it's sort of enjoyable for me right now. Uh, but I usually try to be really respectful in their spaces. You know, we come together for all the Christian holidays, and I always stand there quietly while they mm-hmm. say their prayers. And, um, you know, I'm never disrespectful. If I'm in their space, you know, I understand that they're Christians and this is their religion, and that's fine. I don't have to do their rights, but right. I'm in their space. I'm going to be respectful, period. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if you tag me on in something online, then you're in my space. Mm-hmm. You know, you've... You've called me, you've summoned me and called me forth. And so you're going to get what you get. Right. Um, but it's not easy. And it feels at times, especially if it's your birth family, mm-hmm. it's a little easier for me. I, I don't know. You know, my grandfather is in the same sort of boat. He mm-hmm. just assumes that I'm Christian. I don't know why. I guess he hasn't been looking at me at all in the last mm-hmm. 25 years. Um, but... He just assumes. And for a while, my parents would try really hard to, you know, sort of keep me a secret, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, or keep that part of me a secret. And it really hurt my damn feelings. And I finally was like, no, I'm not going to do this. If you're ashamed of me, don't invite me, Mm -hmm. you know. Otherwise, just stop it because this hurts me more than anything that he could say. Right. And you're more worried about him being offended and his feelings being hurt because I happen to exist in a different way Mm -hmm. than you actively telling me that you're ashamed of me. Right. What? Mm -hmm. So... It's not easy. It's not. And I appreciate that. It, It is difficult. But you... Once you take that step, things shift. Mm -hmm. It's not always an easy shift, you know, but you're saying this is my boundaries. This is what I'm willing to accept in this relationship, you know, and if they are unwilling to respect your boundaries, then they need to fucking go. Mm -hmm. And if they have to go, if they cannot be associated with you because you are a witch or you're a pagan or you're a non-Christian or whatever you are, Mm -hmm. then bye. Mm -hmm. And it, and it, feels bad at first but I promise you will feel better later and they may come back around and say you know I was wrong one day and they may not but you have got to you've got to establish your boundaries of what you're willing to accept Mm -hmm. and what you're not and oh my god that passive aggressive shit it gets me every 
time. It burns me up. Why do we do that in the South? Just communicate, people. Well, they were raised, you know, I, I was beginning Christianity for a long time. And that's one of the things we're trained to do is uh, save people. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Make sure that they know and and save people. What kind of hubris is that? I mean, seriously. And on the same hand, the only one who can do the saving is Jesus Christ. Right. Right? Right. But you can so, bring them to Jesus. How? Exactly. Oh, you just can. But can't he find them on his own? I mean, he's omnipotent, right? Yeah, supposedly. And omnipresent. Yep. What's he need you for? Oh, the brainwashing. There you go. Mm. <laughs> That's why. Control. Because if you can convince anybody, if you can convince someone that other people, what they believe that's different is also evil, then you're mm-hmm. not gonna you're not gonna think about it. You're not gonna, you know, they're the bad ones. It's mm-hmm. that us them thing. Right. You don't want to be them, so right. you've you've got to try to save them. Right. And then they're gonna shun you, and tell you you're insane and right. stop it. And then they're gonna be like, oh man, they got them so bad. I dodged a bullet. Yeah. It's fucked up. It's I had I had this happen. Um, I had a friend. I'm doing air quotes <laughs> on that. Um, for probably about six or seven years, we ran in the same circles. Great guy, super mm-hmm. guy, real super sweet. We got along great. You know, not any problems. Well, apparently, and I'm speculating here, but I'm pretty sure this is it. <laughs> apparently, he found out that I was a witch. Mm-hmm. And we went to a social event, maybe about seven months ago or so, and the dude would not stand next to me, would not look at me, would not talk to me. If I went to approach him, he literally fucking ran from me. It's contagious, y'all. Um, really? <laughs> We've known each other for seven years. Yeah. We have talked about everything under the sun in our lives. I mean... We were pretty decent friends, I thought. Mm-hmm. And because of this one thing, oh, Lord. <laughs> I you know. We, just... we recently found my mom. My mom's adopted. Yay, mm-hmm. adoptive parents. Yay. Um, so we recently found my mom's adoptive family. Yay. So, mm-hmm. like. That's we, awesome. We have a story now. Yeah. We know where we came from. Right. Um, so one of the um, family members that I've been speaking to. Um, has been absolutely wonderful, mm-hmm. wonderful. Um, you know, and it's not an easy thing to hear, you mm-hmm. know, that you've got this whole family you had no idea about. Right. Um, and she's been helpful and wonderful. And she sent me a friend request on Facebook. Oh. And I had to call my mom and say, Mom, you know what mm. my Facebook looks like. Right. And I'm just asking you, because this is your story. It's right. part of mine as well, but it's your story. Is this cool? Do you think I should friend her? She told me she's sending the request, so now if I don't, then it's an obvious mm-hmm. dismissal. But I don't want her to – I don't know her well enough to know how she's going to react, right? you know, to finding this long-lost relative who's, ah, a witch, <laughs> you know? And I don't I don't want that to come – to affect your relationship with her in any kind of way. So, you know, fortunately my mom is a jewel – and um and she was like, you know what? You are who you are and it's fine. If she doesn't want to, you know, if she freaks out, then that's fine. But so far she hasn't freaked out or not at least she hasn't told me she's freaked out. So 
that's nice. Um, but the fact that we even have to think about that. Right. Because I guarantee my in-laws don't give a single thought about whether or not they're upsetting anyone when they talk about how everyone should be Christian. No, everyone should be converted. Right. And I hope to see all the Bibles in school. And it's like, fucking really, dude? What about your grandchildren? Yeah. You know? What about, you know, these are people, real people in mm-hmm. your family. How would you feel if somebody was saying the same kinds of things? Right. What if I was like, everybody needs a book of the law at their student desk, you know? <laughs> if I could add a little, just a little bit. I, I love everything, every little bit of advice <laughs> that you gave. I just want to tack on at the end of that. Mm-hmm. Whatever you do, resist the urge to clap back. Resist. Oh, God, it's so hard too. to, I know it's hard and you're going to be so tempted to just go off on them and just rip them a new one. Just resist that urge. And the reason that I am urging this is because <laughs> if you clap back, they run back you're to their church others. going, you're right. She's evil. Look at what yeah, I try to do the right thing and give her salvation. And she was mean to me. But if you just say, Mm -hmm. thanks, but no thanks, please don't tag me. I don't appreciate it. You keep it respectful. You set your boundary. Just like Selena said, you know, they can't run back and say, she was so rude. She was so mean. You weren't. You were respectful. You set your boundary. But if you clap back, the terrorists win. They do. And it can and it reaffirms their conditioning. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, so don't do that. Don't be what they expect right. you to be. Oh that's God. They, and you want to. That's what they want. They want one of two things from you. They either want you to convert mm-hmm. or they want you to confirm their bias. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So don't give them either of those things. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm sorry that that happens yeah. also, by the way, yeah. listener, because it's it's not okay. Mm-mm. It's not it's really okay. not okay. And they do not see that. Mm-mm. They'll never all. recognize it. And they don't understand how many times a damn day it happens, you know? Mm-hmm. They don't understand how you don't have any representation, truly, of yourself out there. You know, especially this time of year, mm-hmm. even though I love this time of year because, you know, I can just go buy regular household decorations. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, this is when I do my clothes shopping for the year. Um, right. But they don't, they are free like that all the time. Yeah. They have no concept mm-hmm. of the fact that we're constantly seeing commercials for Christmas, commercials for Easter, you know, churches sending pamphlets in the fucking mail every day. I guarantee not one of them has ever (laughs) received a pamphlet to come and, you know, come worship Mm -hmm. or come attend a Sabbath. Never, Mm -hmm. ever. So it's, it's frustrating and it's, it's a daily, you know, sort of bombardment. Right. But be strong. You're better than that. I know that you are. Just untie yourself, set your boundaries. If they don't respect your boundaries, release what does not serve. Mm-hmm. Gently. Agree. Don't don't give them any. Don't give don't, them any ammunition. Don't go whack anybody. Just you know. I know you want to, but. <laughs> so that's that's my advice on that. And I think that's all we've got. We've been yakking for a it long time. We have been talking quite a, quite a bit. Um. Oh, I do want to say one thing before we go. 
Mm-hmm. Um, God, the feedback, the feedback that we got on the last episode. Oh my God. We really struck a nerve with people and that kind of, we did. It, it's like, yay, but also it breaks my heart mm-hmm. on a lot of levels. Um, cause I'm seeing people that are not, don't feel free to trust themselves. You know right. what I mean? Eva's and a spirit animal. Eva is now a spirit animal. I'm honored. Um, you know. I am honored to work with you. You should be you. honored. You should be. Out there. <laughs> I am honored to work with you. I will. She does encourage you to do things that you mischief, I, just so you know. Um, <laughs> but, but truly, uh, we were overwhelmed completely overwhelmed by the response that we had. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very pleased that we're saying things that are touching people. Right. Um, and at the same time, like I said, it's just, it just saddens me that those are the, those are the times that, that people seem to have the most response is, um, is, is for, for things like dealing with crisis of faith processing, mm-hmm. you know, basically, social conditioning and brainwashing. So right. um, thank you all for sharing your stories with us and for being so sincere and open with us. And we appreciate it. And we love all of you so much. Um, so thank you for listening. And uh, and I'm going to just go right into my sign-off. So don't forget also to rate, review, and subscribe through your favorite podcast provider because that helps us get our podcast in front of more listeners like you. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can leave us a voicemail at 769-230-0305 or find us on facebook.com forward slash Crossroads and Cauldrons podcast. You can find our Instagram account at Crossroads and Cauldrons podcast and search for Crossroads and Cauldrons podcast on your favorite podcast provider for our latest episodes. Thanks again, everybody, and blessed be. Bye, everyone. Bye, y'all.